We begin reciting the chapter 27 in Tilim, Ledovid Hashem Eiri. So Daltarebbe in the Siddur brings that from Rishchidosh Elul until after Rishayin Rabbe, in the morning after the Shir Shalyeim and by Mincha before Aleinu, we say chapter 27 in Tilim, which is Ledovid Hashem Eiri V'yishi. So it's taken to mean from the second day of Rishchidosh which is the first day of Elul. And many poskim explicitly say that it's the first day of Elul, the second day of Rishchidosh. So here, the Rebbe says, no, we start saying the chapter 27, already on the first day of Rishchidosh, even though it is not Elul yet. Now, even in this, we have very interesting notes from the Rebbe. The Rebbe prepared the Siddur, Teiro Eir, in 1941, there he asked the Friedrich Rebbe about Ledovid Hashem Eri, and the Rebbe responded that we say it quietly and you should not publicize it. But then, here by the Hayyim Yem, the Rebbe writes that we start Ledovid Hashem Eri from the first day of Shedesh, and this is for the public knowledge. The custom in the house of the Rebbes, that during this day of the first day of Rishchidesh, we blow the shofar to train oneself to blow shofar. And then we start blowing shofar after davening in shul on a regular basis, all the uh, ten sounds from the second day of Rishchidesh. So on this too, we have a very interesting note from the Rebbe, that we start blowing the second day. The first day we blow to train ourselves without an order. And on this, there are different customs. The Rebbe himself writes that this is the custom of the Beis Harav, of the Rebbe's household. Here the Rebbe says that this is the custom for everybody. There are many opinions about it. Do we start the first day? Do we not start the first day? And it's connected also to the saying of the Dovid Hashem Eirim. So here, perhaps we can say, since there are two opinions, we start blowing regularly the first day of Rishchidosh or the second day of Rishchidosh. So this is a compromise that on the first day of Rishchidosh, we will also blow, but without an order. So there is some blowing of Shefer which will also connect us, according to those who say that the blowing of the shofar and saying Ledovet Hashem Eri are connected, so we do start on the first day of Shchedesh, and we also blow, at least, for the purpose of training. But the Rebbe takes it to a much deeper level. The Rebbe says, this blowing without an order on the first day of is kind of similar to the blowing that we blow the Tkiyog Doilo, the big blow when we finish Davening Yom Kippur at the peak of the high holidays, where we blow one sound, it is identical the blowing of the first day of Rosh because it has no order, it's just the idea of sounding. And the Rebbe explains that the blowing of Shefer and Rosh Hashanah and also, of course, the entire month of Elul, we have a very specific order of Tkiyah, Truah, Shvarim, 
there's an order and there's a certain amount how many blows we do because they are focused and limited to certain influences and certain uh, godly inspiration that we get through this blowing. But the blowing on Yom Kippur is one sound, and it's called Tkiyogdoyla, the big sound. And the big sound reminds us of the Shoifar Godel, of the great blow of the Shoifar with the coming of Moshiach. And here the Rebbe compares the first day of Rishchidesh, which we have no order of blowing, the same as Yom Kippur. Admur At first, the Mitle Rebbe would say, brief my morim. Ule dogma, for example, Divra Maschil Zecherav Tufcho Ubiyurisha Besidur, the Maimed that starts Zecherav Tufcho and its commentary, which is in the Siddur, Nemru Beshisha Hamsheichin. They were said in six installments. The total being somewhat longer than even the printed. So first, we must say there's probably a correction in order. It's not the Mittler Rebbe, but it's rather the Alter Rebbe, because the Siddur is from the Alter Rebbe. And there are my modem of the Alter Rebbe. And in that Siddur is the Maimer Zecher Avtufcha. So about this piece of history, there's a lot behind it. The Friedrich Rebbe related what he heard from his father, the Rebbe Rashab. They learned the Maimer Zecher Rav Tufcho. So the Rebbe Rashab told the Friedrich Rebbe that I learned this Maimer with my father, and we learned this Maimer for about three hours. And then he told me history of the Maimer that he heard from his uncle, Rebbe Chaim Avrom, who was the son of the Alter Rebbe, that this Maimer, the Rebbe said many times, that he himself heard it for the fifth time in Tov Kuf Nunches in 1798, as published in the Siddur. And then he says, but then there is an addition, there is another part to it, which starts, So he says, this is a separate Maimer that was said, in 1799, a year later, after the Altarebe came back from Petersburg after his arrest and liberation. So, Reb Chaim Avram tells the story. When the Altarebe came back from his arrest, he said that one of the reasons that he was arrested is because there was a complaint against him in the heavenly court that he doesn't explain Chassidus enough on a level that a simple intellectual mind should be able to comprehend it. And it was more short, deep sentences, and ordinary people only get the general idea. Therefore, the Al-Tarebbe decided that from now on he is going to say his maimorim for a selected group of five, six listeners. They were his three children, and uh, two or three select students, and he would explain it with uh, long intellectual analogies in a way that a intellectual can comprehend it. So the Rebbe said the Maimer Zecher Rav Tufcho, the second part, Ampurim Koten. In the Maimer, he talks about that the abundant flow of godliness comes from very high, down here, 
to the physical earth, and it comes from a source, that's why it's zecher, it's a memory, it's very, very distant. Then the Alter Rebbe said another part to it. The first part is just about one column. Then the Alter Rebbe added, and he explained what does it mean it comes from a very distant place. So he explained there are two types of flow of energy. The light of Hashem, it can come from the essence, an expansion from the essence, and then there is a revelation from a concealment. And to explain the point of revelation and concealment, he used five analogies. How the soul gives life to the body, how the vision comes through in the eye, how an intellectual concept is revealed in the mind, a spark that comes out of a flintstone, and a revelation of thought that it comes out in speech. But then he says that the godly inspiration is a revelation and an expansion which comes from the concealment of the essence of God. Then the Alter Rebbe asked all these students who heard this Maimer, they should all write it down, they should think it through, and they should explain how they understood it and bring it to him in writing. When the Alter Rebbe received all their uh, dissertations, so the Alter Rebbe said a Maimer again, and that Maimer cont- starts with Umeato Yeshlehovin, and that was 14 columns. So the first Maimer is just about one column. That's the first part of the Maimer. The second part of the Maimer, which he spoke to the students, is a little more than a column, a column and a half. And then after they all came back with their explanations, the Alterebe added a new Maimer of 14 columns. So here we see the involvement of Chsides as the Altarebbe started with short sayings and then after Yutas Kislev he started saying very long Maimorim.